Welcome to the Maverick Mindset Podcast, a podcast that will explore the stories of people who have chosen to take life into their own hands, in their own way, and define what success means for them. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and maybe even learn something new. My name is Romeo Santos, and I'll be your host. This is the Maverick Mindset Podcast. Let's go. Maverick Nation, how are you all today? Welcome back to the show. I know we've had ourselves a pretty long break, but we're super excited about the guest that we had today. His name is Albert Andravos. He's a very good old friend of mine who has done an incredible thing with his business. You're going to hear a story about him being almost bankrupt, pretty much living out of his car with his last $5 to get gas to now being a millionaire with a great business, building a huge name for himself, and just talking about his principles and what it is that keeps him going to be better and better every day. So without further ado, let's welcome Albert to the show. Albert, what's going on, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been it's been quite a while. Um, obviously, we know each other from about 10, 12 years ago. And uh, a little longer, I think like 15, 16. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm almost 45. So probably about 30. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot has changed. We haven't talked a whole lot since then, but I've been watching you through social media. And I see that, you know, things are going really well with you and life in general, and also in business. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what your business is and, and who Albert is. Okay, okay. Well, uh, we start from the beginning or just start in general? Yeah, let's just start like today. Uh, I'm Albert. I mean, basically, um, you know, it's fortunate to have, you know, we built Home Tech LLC, Home Tech Exterior now um, from the ground up um, all back in 2010. Um, started from nothing. Uh, we started off as a window siding and door company. Now we've grown to a, uh, one of the larger roofing companies in the area. And one of the, we're adding, you know, fire restoration, flood. We've added commercial roofing, commercial. Uh, uh, so ba uh, basically we're just adding a couple more entities. Sure. Expanded a couple offices into Virginia, into Fairfax. Wow. Um, built up a huge, huge uh, customer base. Uh, but, you know, this is something I've been doing. So a lot of people see like the success and uh, it wasn't always good. Uh, it wasn't all it wasn't all cash flow and good uh, from the beginning. It was, you know, yeah. I started off at I started off in this business when I was 16 years old. I was okay. A, I was a, I was a canvasser when I was ah. in high school. I uh, a marketer, door to door sales. Uh, grew uh, basically started, you know, while I was in high school, make a couple extra bucks. Was one of the top canvassers for a home improvement company. Okay. Um, got out of high school, try to work for the family a little bit, you know, that didn't work out. Like <laughs> basically, you know, family members think you should work for free. Uh, came back and did some sales and then, uh, basically got back into the old company I worked with that, um, you know, home fix back in the day. Uh, and, uh, they trained me to, uh, to train me to be sale, uh, a sales guy became one of the top sales guys in the company. They had six offices, killed it, managed a lot. And, you know, um, through, through the time, you know, was making money, got married in 2007, bought my first home. Um, and I guess all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. The recession hit, you know, it was, uh, couldn't sell a job. Nobody was buying, nobody, everybody was scared. Um, you know, so I, I basically, you know, um, 
$100,000 in credit card debt mm. behind my mortgage. Uh, I think my car even got repossessed. Uh. And just like the worst of the worst, man. Couldn't even, uh, couldn't even think where my next meal came from. Like struggling hand over fist. You know, debt collectors calling, trying to work out settlements. Everybody, some people were telling you to, you know, hey, file bankruptcy. Some, you know, people like my father were like, if you ever file, you know, any form you ever fill out for the rest of your life, they'll say this. So, but managed to basically not do any of that. Um, wow. You know, try, try to negotiate a couple of deals on, on to, to pay off these credit cards in 2007. Uh, but basically I came to, you know, it was around 2009, 2010. And I, you know, I was 27 years old and I felt like I failed at life. Um, I was ready, you know, I just, you know, I, but that's basically it. You wake up and you're like, I, I failed at life. I'm 27 years old. You know, I have everybody calling me credits shot to hell everything. And I told, you know, I told my wife, I was uh, Katie at the time, basically, I was like, look, it's either now or never that I'm going to start my home improvement company and do it on my own. Yeah. So, you know, I basically, I guess I think I went to my father and, I, I, and you know, to apply for the state of Maryland, for the Maryland Home Improvement Commission, you needed like 18 documentations. And uh, one, a couple of those documentations would be credit check, background mm -hmm. check, which uh, credit was on the, on the mix there with all the credit card debtors. Uh, you needed about eighteen hundred dollars uh, to pay for your general liability just to apply. Yeah, just to apply. Right. Um, this is money. This is money that I you you, you don't even have five dollars to go to McDonald's every day. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, you have you have to show twenty thousand assets. You have to um, you have to also show um, one. You need a you need an office registered outside of your home. It, it was it was a hot mess. I, I anyway, looking at it was like the long shot from hell. Yeah. Um, but basically, I asked my dad, I think, for a ten thousand dollar loan, and uh, he told me to go to hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He was like, uh, he did. No, nobody ever thought I'd amount to much uh, in the family, which is fine. Uh, so, but it was good. We I think we used our me and Katie used our thirty six hundred dollar tax return uh, to get the slim of the slim to get everything we needed. I mean, I think I paid for the general liability in half, uh, applied for it. I think I had, you know, I, I put some money down on my condo, even though I didn't have money. So to show the 20,000 assets, even though the property values decreased yeah. the very last year before it really went over the bed, I think I showed 19,000, some hundred dollars in equity. Okay. I was able to use that as my assets wow. uh, to, for, for the proof of the MHIC. I was able to, um, you know, foreclose the credit check, everything else. It took six months to, uh, to just apply. And I was calling them every day, calling them every day. I was like, guys, I mean, it was just a bunch of people in Baltimore. I guess they, you know, they pick yeah. up a file when they want to, right. uh, and they want to approve your thing when they want to, but basically six months go by. And, um, finally I, they gave me the word that I was approved for my Maryland home improvement uh, license. That must and, have felt incredible. Uh, so, so what are the tools we have left? Uh, we have a Volkswagen golf. My car is gone. We have my wife's Volkswagen golf GL and I have no money to pay for gas for my first leak. Oh man. So I think she put it on her credit card for the first, uh, for the first, uh, for the, put her gas on the credit card to go sell a three window job at Jimmy Cone. And I sold the three windows for like fifteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. That was my sale. Wow! And I, I swear, the, the 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 I think the sky turned gold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that to me was like, that was everything. I mean, that was just I just used that job to go to the next to, to try to get leads, to try to canvas, to market myself, any job and everything. Uh, just managed to 
it was just nickel and diamond getting the, um, and I hate to say this on a, on a live, but using some of the worst installers in the world, them yeah. screwing up, finding new guys to, to get new jobs. I mean, one, 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 one mistake I'm out of business and I just got this license. Yeah. Um, basically over the next six months to a year, I just grinded, man. It was just, you know, we just were grinding, managing, selling jobs, selling jobs out of blue, uh, nickel and diming, trying to basically just get everything on, under this float. I'm still in this one bedroom condo. And I think my wife becomes pregnant at this mm. point. I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Basically, you know, the next year we, we started getting into the insurance jobs, doing a lot of insurance restoration jobs. Okay. And I managed to save about 50K. To me, that was like a might, have, might as well have been a million dollars. Sure. Because of where I came from. Um, so we started doing insurance. Insurance, you had to front a lot of the money and uh, to, to put them up front. And then you close out on the back end. You have to work them. You have to, you have to supplement. You have to deal with uh, adjusters. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was just a big migraine. So anyway, all this money that I fronted, that's 50,000 I saved up, actually depleted down to 5,000. That bam, then we collected on all the jobs that we installed over six months and then bam, I went up way up to 100. And what really, what really basically we're trying to, and all this doing what, while you're having a mediocre website, it, a website I think I created myself. It was, yeah. oh my God, it was, it was horrible, man. <laughs> I just, it just was like, it was like the, it screamed non-legitimate. And it, like all this working out of my one bedroom condo, I was, oh, by the way, I was able to register my office to a PO box up in Monrovia, Maryland, uh, okay. up to, the, up to the, the shopping center that they allowed me to, to register to, because you had to have a separate entity from your office and your home address. And from that, basically, 2000, I think it was June 2012, after two years of just grinding, um, I think a hailstorm touched down. And I was able to recruit one, two guys. Mm -hmm. um, a hailstorm touches down June 2012 in Imesville. Literally the entire city of where I registered my office to got hit with a hailstorm. Wow. Um, each job was about sixty to $70,000. Wow. Uh, every home in Imesville got hit in Monrovia. Uh, basically, me and two and a half sales guys uh, went against all these big conglomerate guys, storm chasing companies with 50. I was the local company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, all, the, me, uh, all, these, all these storm chasers with 50, 100 guys came and we just, we knocked and we climbed about 30 to 50 roofs a day. Wow. And just tried to convince people that we were the, we were the local, we were here. Give them the sales pitch. This is what we could do. That's that. We competed over these storm guys who were organized, had 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 all the right references, had all the things, and we basically did seventy five percent of the business in all of Mount Rogue and Imesville. And I, I remember, you know, when you were making this kind of money, and we were just out, just trying to win people over and trying to do this, and we were going toe to toe with these. 20, 30 storm chasing companies. And we actually did it. And it, it was a war zone, man. It, mm -hmm. it was a war zone. But basically we ended up dominating and staying and cleaning up even all the, uh, cleaning up all the jobs that they didn't even want to hang out to do. Oh, wow. Um, so I remember me sitting in my, you know, my one, and when, when you're, when you're working 18 hours a day, cause I would come home for 12 hours, then I'd write supplements till like three, 4 AM and get back up at 6 AM, get out the door. I didn't even really see my wife for like six months to a year. But basically, and we she's pregnant during this whole time. I think we just had the baby. I think the baby. She was at the nine month cusp, okay. and in between the storm, somewhere is when we had the baby, Sebastian. Wow. Um, and 
yeah, that's pretty much it. She, she's she, so basically you, you're not thinking about moving. You're not thinking about this. You're not thinking about that. So literally we're sitting in our one bedroom condo after a year of just grinding and taking uh, the condo that was like probably five, six months behind a year ago, we couldn't even afford a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't even, we were behind on a mortgage behind on everything. Cars got repossessed. One year later, we're sitting in our one bedroom condo wow. after us working and I have $1 million cash sitting in my bank account. Oh my God. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we were looking down at it and we, we cried. We, we cried for like literally hours. Oh my and God. And I just was like, I remember a year before I couldn't even afford a $5 cheese, like a, a hamburger from like McDonald's. Yeah. And it just was like, you know, it was just, it was just a magical moment in my life. Uh, obviously, you know, we had the kid uh, yeah. literally a year earlier. I thought it was like, I wasn't ever going to mount anything. I wasn't going to do this. Cause like, you know, I've struggled with the ADHD my whole life. I struggled with dyslexia. I'd struggled with uh, a lot of things. Nobody ever, no, none of my family members ever thought I would amount to anything. Uh, and you know, I just had one quality and I just was a persistent SOV and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I don't give up. Uh, but that, but th- th- then, then uh, I think a couple months, uh, I think like eight months later, I had to pay 49% tax on that money. Then I cried Ooh. again, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, I mean, we, we did a lot more. I think we did. I think we ended up doing that, that, that second year in business. I think we did about 15 million in that one city. Wow. And that, uh, that was really my, my, uh, that was really my just takeoff, man. Uh, we, but it was, it, it was just, it was not easy, man. It was, it was like, you know, when you're doing what we're doing now, now I have an office and a staff of mm-hmm. seven or eight that do what we do now. Yeah. But when me and me by myself, I was doing it with the help of my wife, mm-hmm. doing all those back ends because it's constant communication, constant supplementing, constant going back and forth and, sh- and sending documentation, justification to the insurance and showing, yo, why does this need to be bought? This was denied reopening. Some, some got denied. You have to reopen the case. Then you have to look at a homeowner and say, Hey, my neighbors got their roofs done and their siding and their, and their stuff. Why? Because, you know, we're, they just are requiring us to go to a reinspection, reinspection. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, man. But now, you know, now when I look back, we have over 27 company trucks. Wow. Um, and before we, we didn't have, com- we didn't have company trucks, right? We had right. bifolding ladders that we pulled out of the back of cars that we would, that we would do it. I don't know if you know what a double pull is when you have to go to a second story, but yeah. we go up to the one level, we pick the ladder up, yep. we pull on to the next level and we're shaking because there's nobody, sometimes there's nobody holding the ladder on, a, oh, on the hill of the slope of the roof. And, 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 you know, honestly, it was just, you know, I just made it a point to be like one of the top roofers in the area. And, uh, you know, I put myself through school. Uh, I, I went to a, I, you know, I went into the distributors, asked a lot of dumb questions. Yeah. To be a specialist in roofing over the years. That's incredible. Now I can consider like you, you put me on any, you know, any home, any roof here, commercial flat. I'm certified in every roof known to man, uh, commercial and residential uh, to install. We're certified in every aspect of our business. I hold over seven licenses from New Jersey down wow. to Virginia and oh, wow. to West Virginia. Uh, that those alone took took so much time, man. To get you have to st- each time you have to study, and mm-hmm. you know there's different bylaws mm-hmm. in each state that you have to uh, abide by. 
uh, to be qualified uh, and to also basically take the tests and the tests and the tests. And I'm not a good tester, man. <laughs> so I, I, I may know my stuff and I'm a visual guy, but when you go to when a, bo a book smart is totally different, man. Sure. But, you know, I, I know the components of everything. And basically, you know, when, when you, when, when you're reading, you want to know what the codes are and everything else are familiar with for somebody like me to, 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 to specialize in it. When I, you know, when I have the issues and the um, disabilities that I have, whether it be an ADHD, not being able to concentrate, not being able to do this and that, it was, it was pretty remarkable now to know how far I came from, yeah. not only from when, when I was, but where, where I started the business from yeah. um, and just all amounted to, you know, just, 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 just doing what you, just knowing what you got to do, um, putting an effort in all it is is effort man and uh yeah and constant basic uh determination man you just I'm, I'm just persistent i didn't i never wanted to look stupid i just wanted to be you know hey god makes us who we are um i, I didn't know what I, I was gonna be but you know, you call me a roofer now you put me on any roof and, and i'll tell you what's wrong with it uh tell you what's if it's failing if it's leaking if it's doing this if it's not draining properly i i know all the checks and balances of what to do and how it's installed improperly. That's incredible. I mean, I, I, I certainly hear out of all that, I hear a massive amount of determination. And then also something that I think a lot of people don't do that I think was probably very smart of you to do is a, a really deep focus in one discipline. And it, and it, and it sounds like it's totally paid off for you. Uh, you know, what, if, if, if somebody were to ask you like, you know, Albert, man, like, sounds like you guys were struggling. Like, what was your drive? Like, what the heck was, did like, you do to push yourself forward through all those challenges? I just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just a persistent son of a bitch. I just, you know, I don't, I don't take no for an answer. And, you know, it was funny. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just, a, I, I'm literally the guy who doesn't like to lose. And basically if I know I'm right and I know I'm this, I, I think a good, uh, you know, there was, there, I, I think we had, I went out to this meeting one time and it was a ladder assist company that, you know, this is the third party, a ladder assist company. And, uh, you know, I, it was like four or five years ago. And basically, you know, before we had to make a name for ourselves in the insurance world or insurance, this, yeah. a lot of guys try to push us around. But anyway, it got to the point here that, you know, a lot of these, these ladder assist companies were actually other contractors that trying to deny our roofs mm. to basically get us out of business. So anyway, Interesting. This is, they brought in this ladder assist company that just did nothing but ladder assist. They weren't a construction company. And this guy, this little, this little 30 year old kid is laughing, he's smiling at me while we're on the adjustment. He's looking at me and I'm like, I'm like, why is he, why is he looking at me like this? Yeah. And he's just, we go through the whole adjustment. I tell him all this and he's just like, out. and I'm like, finally I look up at him and I'm like, Hey man, what's, what's with the smiles, man. And he's like, Albert, I just, you know, I have to tell you something. And he's like, and I was like, what is that? He's like, pretty much every adjuster in the area says the same thing about you. And I'm like, what is that? They say they don't like you, but they know if they don't approve your roof, if I don't approve his roof, He's going to make my life a living hell with him. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, you know what? If there's a reputation to have about something like that, that's, that's all I wanted. You know yeah. what? No, nobody ever really liked me and I'm cool with it. Um, but, you know, my, my, I work for my customers, you yeah. know? I mean, if the damage is there, it's there. But, you know, 
I, I gotta say, you know, not a, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't have a lot of good sociable skills. So like, you know, even growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends either. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I'll take that over anything else. It, it, they, even though they don't like you, they say, if I don't approve this roof or don't give him what he wants, he's going to make my life a living hell with paperwork and this and that. And, yeah. And so, and I just was like, you know, that's the best compliment anybody's ever given me in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think uh, first off, I've always liked you. Um, yeah. You, you, both of you, right. You and Katarina and, yeah. uh, and, and I will say that I've had similar experiences in life because I'm also a persistent person and yeah. people don't always like that. Right. People yeah. don't understand how to deal with that. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's not often that they don't like you because of you. It's that they don't like you because they wish that they could be more like you. Yeah. Right. right. People. Shoulders yeah. Yeah. Right. Like people are jealous you, that they, well, why does he have that? Or why do they have that? Or how come he can do that? Or what's so special? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that, and, and while I have these conversations with, you know, thought leaders all the time and, and people that are entrepreneurs, it is the difference between someone who can truly call themselves an entrepreneur and, or, or a business owner and who yeah. can't is that ability to persevere and push through. It's not that you don't fail, right? You're yeah. always failing, but you're learning from the failures and getting well, better. I mean, you like. fail anything. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. There's a hundred business owners out there that can deal with problems better than I can to deal with this and do that and have, have better qualities and an ownership than what I do. But, you know, like, I guess what, you know, what I finally realized is, you know, you know at 27 years old, my success what uh and you asked me that and what i and i and I, I have to tell you a lot of these kids they see my like use the social media and they just yeah. go, oh what'd you say and i and i and i kind of just you know I, I i figured out life at 27 years old i had a bad attitude younger yeah. i kept thinking like everybody was against me and all this mm. and, but i was like i figured out life it, life is not about doing what you want to do life's about doing things you don't want to do mm. that's life yeah and when and they just don't get like you life is about not doing things you want to do if you want to succeed yeah. life if you want to succeed is about doing things you don't want to do i don't want to do that. i didn't want to do this i didn't want to go through the step-by-step -step process of getting my own license and, and doing it legit mm -hmm. i didn't i want to borrow a license from somebody else mm -hmm. is what i get all day long when these guys come at me and they say they're contractors and this and that and i'm just mm -hmm. like guys you got to go get this in your name you got to go do this but you got to dot your eyes and cross your teeth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and life is also about the grunt work. The, mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to drive 55 miles out of the way to get a signature on a contract, to get a, a vow completion, to make sure we can, everything went right and we can document our files and everything went small. It's just, life is, you know, when I finally figured out life, it, it was about 27, 28. It's, it's about doing things you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that on my way, from an appointment back to my office for us yeah. to do this um, podcast. Um, I've, been, I've been listening to Jordan Peterson's book. Okay. Yeah. And in there, the, the subject matter of his chapter was exactly what you just said. He said, nothing in life that comes easy is meaningful. Yeah. The meaning of life is to do hard things, to do things you don't want to do because uh, it is what builds uh, character. I mean, like absolutely incredible that you just shared that same exact message. Yeah. And that's exactly what I meant by, and it's, it's such a it's such a broad sense to compare to what he's saying and in the book and everything else. Yeah. But it's just, it comes down to, I tell that to people and I want to be very short and simple with it. So yeah. sometimes these kids can figure out on their own what the hell was this guy talking about? Yeah. What the hell is he saying? Life is not about 
you're going to finally figure it out. Oh, I, you know, I didn't want to go do work this job. Why I did this to pay for this, to do this, to supplement yeah. that. And that's what, that's what, that's what it is, man. It's just, you know, I, could I just come onto the set and said, Hey, I'm a roof or could I gone and educated myself in roofing, educated mm -hmm. myself, went into the distributors, asked dumb questions to make that lie look stupid, but it's all part of, you know, you know, here's the thing. People are in a certain trade, whether it be in real estate, mm -hmm. whether it be this, whether it be that, anybody can call themselves a realtor. Everybody sure. wants to call themselves. But are you going to go, go in and get the extra credit work, educate yourself on bylaws, this, that? So you know what yeah. you're talking about. People want to know uh, honestly and what people uh, and deal with people that know what they're talking about these days because there's a lot of there's a lot. I'm scared to say there's a lot of BSers. A the millennials now. You know, I see them, they want to come in and, and every day they come at me on, uh, I get an inbox about some harebrained scheme about how to get rich quick and do this yeah. and do that. What can you do this? And, and it's just, it's just guys, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just, this is not what I do. I specialize in this. Yeah. If you have, and then, it, so many of these sales guys that I brought on and I've, mm -hmm. and my days consist of breaking them down and yeah. back up, right. They get out there with these ideas and this crazy, and I'm going to say, guys, you need to do the basics of life. What's yeah. wrong with working, sales, grinding, doing this, going out and dealing with our customers, satisfying? They don't, the follow through isn't there with the customers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, so, you know, the biggest thing of the magic of how I have to design my company is when I have a lot of sales guys, project managers, everything else, is design myself, and this is how I, how I set up the company now, that we now make the mistakes minimum. You're going to mm -hmm. have mistakes in construction. It's, it's sure. insane but make it minimum that we can catch the mistakes of a guy and it's all overseen internally in our mm -hmm. office that we don't have our mistakes grow into bigger ones. Sure. That we can catch when there's a problem that's about to happen and we can deal with it and we get on top of it with a homeowner. So we don't have a customer complaint. Yeah. One of the other biggest successful things about the, about why I'm so successful is where I'm, I'm psychotic when it comes to my customer reviews mm -hmm. or customer complaints. We basically, I can, one of my guys know, they get me a bad review on something they did wrong, they better run home. They can't yeah. work here anymore. Right. I cannot stand that. We, we take care of our customers. We do this, we do that. These guys, they just, you know, they're just fly by the night sometimes and they want to go hundred miles on and they just don't care. Now I do have a couple of great guys, a, good, a lot of great guys who are married with kids and they're responsible mm -hmm. and basically take care of it. I don't have to ever worry about them and dropping the right. ball with a customer and everything else. But right. You know, we just all day long, man. Now, I think about the guys I've trained back in the day for other people who are a lot better quality guys than I have coming through the door through for me. Yeah. And I'm just like, and sometimes I'm just so frustrated and mad because it was just so easy to get guys excited and get guys energy and get them involved. Now it's like, where's the, like, I can't get one. I can't have a great project manager without a fault. I, I got a guy who's fired up, but doesn't know how to take care of a customer problem. Right. So you got to kind of like put, you got to kind of like put their best, best assets forward. And I'm the guy who takes a chance on everybody. I'm the guy because like nobody ever took a chance on me. I'll hire anybody and give them a chance, but we'll have to, but you have to go through the step-by-step -step process of training. There is a lot of ins and outs of our business. One, you have to be educated as, as almost as good as we are on the aspects of roofing, on the aspects of flat. And there's so many different types of roofing right. out there. There's asphalt, tile, uh, cedar shake, uh, EPDM, TPO, all this. I mean, one, you have to know the slopes, everything else, the built-up roofing, all this stuff. But then the other thing is we have to have customer service. They have to be able to close. They have to be able to sell. They have to be able to present things in a, in a way that a customer is in a, has a warm, a warm, fuzzy feel inside.
Yeah. So you got to know what you're doing to come across what you're doing because you're representing me. So I, you know, we got to slow them down. But here's the biggest thing: we spend a lot of time into training our guys. Yeah. And then we have a lot of guys who are envious and who literally sit outside your office trying to recruit your guys left and right after you put wow. a year in of trying to uh, uh, put a year in of training them and getting them up to speed. And then they're, Oh, well, we're going to pay you 50% commissions, which is unheard of. Like, right. you know, it's just, these are, these are the type of deal. This is cut type of the cutthroat business uh, that we're in right now. And they're, they're doing a lot of things out here that are pissing off a lot of insurance companies, which insurance companies have a lot, have every right to be pissed off about. And, you know, one of the great, great things about where I am in my life right now is to not fight with insurance companies anymore. We're, we're, we're getting on most of their preferred lists. Nice. Um, I, I'm almost on 90% of their preferred lists. We want to now go easy. I made a name for myself. I, you know, you know, a lot of them I had to push back because they, they try to push us around because we were the little dogs on the, the new mm -hmm. kids on the block, but no more. They know who we are now. And now it's just, I, I want things to, to go smooth, properly, easy sailing. And it's not about arguing. It's not about fighting. It's about documentation and justification. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're trying to bring back some luster to the roofing and the insurance side of things and how we do things. Okay. Uh, and like I said, we're adding the fire flood. We added yeah. the commercial roofing um, and it's just, you know, I, I signed over this last year. I signed over most of my, most of my company to my wife. Okay. So which she really is in my office now, now running everything in the back end. Uh, so, she, so now we're a woman, my, we're, we're a woman minority owned uh, business nice. and, and uh, I'm just, I'm just living life, man. Yeah, so, man. Let me ask you a question. So clearly the, the drive, the tenacity, and it sounds like you have an incredible support system in your spouse, right? Yeah. Um, how in the heck, as large as you guys have gotten now, though, have you figured out how to structure things internally? I mean, like there's got to be a million and one different I'm things glad, to I'm manage, glad, right? I'm glad you asked that. And that's the biggest thing. Logistics and structure is where these guys fail. And I'm able to basically put everybody in a position and I've got a great team internally that looks after the guys mm -hmm. that basically everything comes to, 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 uh, comes into where there is a lot of aspects. There's, there's first inspection, reinspection, public adjusting. Sometimes we have to go to independent, but then there's, Hey, deal gets bought. It, got, it goes to the first phase. Mm -hmm. It needs to come into our office. It needs to come in. It, it basically, we need to look at it, see if we have enough to run the job. If not, we have to supplement. We have to put the customer on hold um basically get all the supplements and then we have to make we just basically the way we structured it is, is we put par pricing down to when we can run a job uh you know we, we're a little short staffed now because like we we've trained some people but then they've moved on and mm -hmm. you know the covid has gotten i think everybody into a state of depression yeah uh so i think um a lot of people are struggling with uh, like a lot of issues right now, alcoholism and drug mm. addictions. So, you know, we've had to let a lot of people go because, you know, this time, this time is, which I'm sympathetic to it, but you know, it's just people have fallen off, have fallen off, but we're just trying right now, you know, we're constantly trying to find good people, more people in the door to take over more jobs. You know, here's the other thing during COVID, I, you know, before COVID we were supposed to shoot off with this, uh, the fire and flood. We were supposed to shoot mm -hmm. off with the commercial roofing. I had high, high hopes this, the, the year before. Sure. We were taking things to the next level. I bought the office in Virginia. I bought a couple of flood trucks. Boom, COVID happens. And, you know, basically we're standstill. 
Yeah. And uh, now we're back on the horse. We're, we're still pushing through. Uh, we're getting, we, you know, we, we, we've expanded the, the bot to, to we bought, I bought more space in the buildings next to me so we could get, you know, to the next level so we could be legit. The problem is, it's just, you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm functioning in Montgomery County. I almost had a warehouse that I bought it on the South side of Baltimore, uh, Canopy, uh, what, what is it, Canopy Avenue? Yeah. I believe that's the street. I had to back out of that deal because it was just, it, it, it was very affordable up there, but the, here in Montgomery sure. County, a warehouse to get the, the, the size that we wanted was, you know, was about three, 4 million. I mean, who, who, it's just, you know, the prices, the prices have gone, have gone home and you just make do with what you got. Yeah. Uh, sure. You want to grow, you want to grow, you need the space you want to do, but then sometimes you got to start thinking, Hey, can I sub out the content cleaning, like the clothes cleaning? Mm -hmm. Do I need to have the big stores to use it? Because here's the thing, we just need to do the cleanup of the flood of hot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weighing your pros and cons of like, sure. you know, look, if you want to do this or, hey, let's give business elsewhere to other people that we can trust and do this, mm -hmm. that can tag contents better. And let's let's do the emergency cleanup, let's do the filters, let's do the, 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 the like all, all the immediate disposal of the, of the, of the trash and everything and, 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 the, and the water uh, evacuate. Uh, evacuation yeah. and then we can sub out like the contents and the cleaning and all that to somebody mm -hmm. else sure it's just, it just you gotta basically what's worth the headache what's worth what's not worth the headache right and that's what me and uh you know me and the wife and here's the other thing it's not just me and the wife you know i have an office manager she's you know she's been with me since almost eight years now oh wow so she, she's involved in that conversation of, mm -hmm. of pros cons um we have a couple other good people that have been with me guys who have left me and came back so, yeah. you know, we were constantly, you know, I'm, a, I'm, you know, the guys who come into the door and, you know, I, I, I say I work better with women than I do men because they have more backbone than men these days. <laughs> Sometimes, and that's, yeah. that's who's in my office. I, I, they really do. They just, they just, you know, I'm all about moving forward and yeah. moving up. And right. the guys who want to take two steps back, I can't do anything with those guys. Sure, sure. Let's grow. Let's build up. How do we get it done? Don't give me 10 ways why things things can't get done. Give me one way how it can get done. Right. That's, that's how fast paced I am. Uh, I'm hundred miles an hour. And I always put myself around people that slow me down yeah. and, and are, that, that do the chill stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think it's smart, right. To focus on what it is that you're really good at and then hire people around you to do those things. I, I've finally done that in my business yeah, as well. My marketing manager, like my, yeah. my, my marketing manager, like he, it's great because I'm hundred. I got the ideas, and when I say I want something, done, and, and he knows now that when I say something, I want it done, and we and I'm going into like the whole futuristic of it and everything, and going right, on. right. Now he sits back in the behind, and he's just okay. Let's do this, 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 this. Now Albert wants it, and just and he slows everybody down because like I get my ideas, and we get into yeah. the fast pace. Plus, Katie does her due diligence. She's she's obviously a very calm and tedious person too. So you know, it's just it's knowing knowing your flaws too. And not having an ego, yeah. knowing that you have flaws, and then putting yourself with people around you who can substantiate and right. better half those flaws. Well, you're you're the energy, you're the vision. It sounds like, right? Yeah, and, and you're correct. the one that's carrying it forward, and then and then you need people to help support that vision, yeah, and, right? And it's just not just that. It's like you know when people say, "Oh, I, I, well, I was sitting where you were sitting one day, sir." Right. So it's like you know, it's great. It's like you can sit in a room here with anybody you bring on, and you ask them to do something, and you can tell them. Hey, I was sitting where you were sitting one day. Yeah. I was a canvasser. I was a sales guy. I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a worker. I was doing this. So yeah. you can't tell me, uh, you never did. I, I've done all aspects of this business. Right. And that's, um, that's the biggest thing.
That's incredible. I mean, it, it, it just amazes me. You know, I never knew any of this. I mean, I, I don't know. I know. I imagine, right. Like I imagine that when, when we first met that you guys maybe were kind of in that period where you had just started to maybe get over the hump, maybe. Uh, which uh, I think we met a couple times. So which time we first met it at a Gwen. I, I was, and what's funny, right. You talk about like, I've done it all. Uh, it was across the street from Timpano's, right. It was the old Houston's a Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was 12 years. Ago. Yeah. It was, it was at least 12 years ago. I, I think I was 31, 32. So 12, yeah, 13 I was years ago. At, I was working as a salesman that, that time. Okay. You were working as a salesman back then. Uh, yeah. All right. So then, so then this all came afterwards. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It just, it was, it's, it's all from nothing to everything, man. And uh, honestly, it just, uh, I'm, to this day, I'm glad nobody ever, you know, gave me a dollar ever. Uh, I did it all on my own. And uh, yeah, we, we did it all on our own. Me, yeah. me and my wife, uh, she's been with me since day one. Um, it's just, you know, success. I mean, could now here, here's the funny thing, uh, Romeo, like, I'd be lying to you to tell you one wrong move. I, I wouldn't be where I'm standing, sitting here today. Sure. You know, life is about, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's about also a little luck, not a little luck, but a little faith. Uh, yeah. You know, one of like, for example, you know, one of those subs screw up, I got no money to, to fix a job when, mm-hmm. in my first six months in business. Um, right. But, you know, luckily, man, and there was a lot of screw ups that yeah. I had to, they were small, screw, they were, they were, they were mediocre sized screw ups. But oh my God, the things I had to do, man, and the ways I had to talk myself out of it. It just, you know, we, we, I, I think the people who put up the trust in me from the beginning, um, who, who trusted me with their projects, and basically I was, you know, I, I never was going to be the kind of guy that says, not my problem, screw it. That this is my problem. And right. I, I knew that when I started this company, I took a lot of pride in it. And uh, I, I, and I really, um, I really stood behind the because I never really built something before on my own. So I was like, this is mine and it's yeah. going to succeed. Um, I hear you. A lot of people, like I said, these young guys, they, um, you know, they come at me and they ask me for advice and they ask me this and I try to tell them and they just kind of like, you know, they, they want to be very passive. They want to get to the bolts, the nuts and bolts of it. Hey, what's the bottom dollar? How do we make the money? How do we do yeah. this? And I got to be honest with you guys, ownership right now, there's there's not a lot of pride in ownership man i just yeah the, the like the stress the general liability the workman's comp i have to i mean we pay over a hundred thousand dollars in general liability and workman's comp I, wow. I just you know it wasn't like that back in the day people could have paper insurance and get away with yeah. it and they started getting tired of their subs falling off roofings their insurance not picking it up and then their insurance has to pick it up right so now we get now we get audited two two times a year uh, basically, they come in and they audit our uh, our uh, QuickBooks of what we're paying for our subs. Then they ask for this that subs uh, general liability. Hmm. If it is a sub or it's our own guys doing it, whether we have some subs, some in house. Sure. If that guy doesn't have the proper insurance, I get fined forty percent of his salary. Ooh. So this is one of the other aspects of the business behind the scenes that nobody sees. Wow. If you if you hire a sub or somebody else like that to do a job and you're paying them four or $500,000 a year, which is what we pay some of our subs. They don't, they have a little buy clause in their, in their, in their, in their insurance. Bam. We get fined 40% of their salary. Why? Because let's say one of their guys fell off a roof. Their insurance doesn't pay for it. They're going to come after my insurance. And then my insurance is the one who's auditing me and saying, Hey, we could have got dinged if you had a problem. 
Right. So that, that's just one of the small headaches every year you got to deal with, man. Yeah. And then it's just all the licenses, regulations. We've got, you know, now, now, now I think, uh, you know, in the state of Maryland, I think, you know, there's been a lot of, let's just say, not so, not so, uh, the, the guys who are coming onto the block, the new guys mm-hmm. are really doing some, you know, advertising, free roofing, doing free this, free right. that. So, and it's pissing off the, all the insurance companies and making them more stringent. And then they bunch everybody into a bunch and they, they spit them out. It's just, yeah. you know, a lot of these guys are like, you know, oh, we have 17 years exp- and it's just a one-year startup company, which is oh, fine. Right. You know, I started there, but however, you know, you got things like they're hiring, they're hiring the worst of the worst. I mean, they're just, it's just, they're balling you all into a group. And then there's people like who are trying to do things legit. They're trying to do things, this trying to do everything now and pay and pay. But it's just and between that, the taxes, the general liability, the workman's comp, pushing your sales guys every day, training, providing proper training, providing this, it does a cost of doing business. It's just, you know, all people see is the glam and the this, and they don't right. see what goes on behind. It, it's 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 a goddamn nightmare, man. Yeah. Well, what do they say? Heavy is the I head, own, right? I own a little old roofing company. Yeah. But it's just you know, there's just you know, there's everybody out there trying to put you or or one wrong move that one of your guys make, they're trying to they're trying to hang you to the cross mm-hmm. uh, with with saying this fraud or that you did this. Well, if one of your guys make one mistake up on a roof, or or if they fall off the roof, God forbid. It's 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 just it's just you know it's 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 tough it's it's it, I don't know who would want to I tell my wife every day I I I would love to just go and work and have the opportunity I have just work for somebody else and just make tons of money yeah I, I I got, and I didn't have to deal with all the the all the the liability and the limitations and all that crazy stuff yeah well so what do you think drives you to keep moving in that direction versus doing that I'm not done I'm not done here yet I'm yeah. I'm not done. I, you know, we, we kind of dominated the roofing air for the whole Maryland, DC and Virginia area. Yeah. Uh, we're taking over, you know, we're doing a lot in West Virginia, PA. Um, now I want to, uh, I just, the home tech, you know, name, I want to be able to say now that we are, we're, 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 we're cleaning up flood. We're cleaning up fire. Uh, we're doing uh, people that we're, 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 you know, people have these natural disasters. We want to do that, but also, you know, I wanted to, like I said, the commercial is a big thing, but it's just, once we get the commercial off, we yeah. were looking for, we're looking for a major warehouse. And um, so, so we can basically expand and have our own fabricating machines, have our own oh, wow. everything and then have more liability, have more headaches. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's just at some point here, man, you know, I've, I've, um, um, you know, I've, 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 uh, I'm 30, I'm turning 37 on the 16th. Uh, I'm a self-made guy. I I mean, I'm, I came here with a compass to come, man. I just, you know, I, 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 I die tomorrow, man. I'll die a happy man. Uh, you know, my kids will be taken care of. My wife will be taken care of, you know, she, doesn't have a lot of debt. Doesn't have a lot of things. Not where we started from. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm just very alive. But you know, it, it, there's always more we can better ourselves. Sure. And uh, and uh, the biggest thing is, is, is if if I can, the biggest thing is letting people buy in. The people you work with, if they buy in, I and here's the thing: all the people I work with, I give them opportunities to get paid off production. 
Mm-hmm. So everybody wants a salary. That's great. They want salary. They want this. They want they want hour. That's great. But I can do better than that guy. So I'll give you that salary plus. Mm-hmm. I, we can get this going and get this X, Y, and Z going. I will pay you percentage of this for managing this, for doing this, you know, taking care of property management companies, doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. growing to the expansion. But then it's like, you know, don't embarrass ourselves because, you know, oh, one day we want to do it. One day we don't. That's the level right. of employees you're getting. Right. And then it's just, it becomes your, their headache that you assign to them becomes your headache. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm picking up where we left off. Uh, there's just, like I said, some days I, I want to grow to the bigger, better and greater, but then some days it's like, you know, the wife says, Albert, look around you. You know, you, we, we're, we're doing great. We're doing great. Right. Why do you want to have, why do you want to have more headaches than what you do? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do it? I was like, honestly, hon, I'm bored. That, that's yeah. the ADHD, that's the ADHD <laughs> inside of us kicking in that we, we got to keep doing, we got to keep doing more and more and more and more and, uh, and keep taking things off. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of the guy. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. We're gonna dive into things and we're gonna we're gonna grow. But here's the thing: I I can't tell you how many people are like Albert. You should own a club. You should own this. <laughs> I I don't go. No way, man. Can you imagine me? And come on, man. I go there to fuck shit up and go home. Like right. <laughs> I, I'm a roofer, guys. Uh, okay, I'm a construction. You want to talk about stuff within the realm of what we're doing? And not jumping all over the map. Yeah, I'm game, and uh, I'm totally game with that. So, uh, we like I said, we can expand into Firefly. We can expand a commercial, and the sky's the limit, man. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like? Do you feel like a part of like your desire to grow the business also is is an internal desire to grow yourself? Um, I just you know I just think we could be doing more, man. Yeah, you know I'm I'm the kind of guy that we're doing this. And we have something right here that we could expand the we could expand yeah. the, the right in your periphery, yeah. The, the peripheral, and it's yeah. just it's just it's sitting right there. Right. You know, we, we could expand it to like inspections, and the, it's so easy for us now that we're on the preferred list. Right. Now that we're, getting, now that we're adding professors because we want to be we want to work with these insurance. We want to get hand in hand. We want to fight with them, and we basically, you know, it's just we get to a point here that it's like, why aren't we just reaching out and grab? You're 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 you're, you're not taking advantage of low hanging fruit. Is what sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing in real estate. You know, they always say like, what are the ancillaries that you're already doing anyways, that you can then take in and create another piece like property management. You're already working with homeowners. Why not also do property management or, you know, you know, multitude of different things that you can do inside of there, right? Loans, title, so on and so forth. You're already doing yeah. all those types of things. selling a house these days. It, like sky's right. limit. You can work with the property manager. You, you could go in and get in and sell and sell the units. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many opportunities in real estate now just beyond selling an immediate house. I mean, I hear it all day long because a lot of my uh, friends who are girls or guys, they, they all tell me, yeah. you know, I have, an, I have an offer to do this in Baltimore. I have an office to do, uh, I'm sorry, an offer to do this here that they want me to sell all the, all these. And that's not, so, you know, it's, and it's just crazy. Like, you know, before it was like a realtor, like a realtor, but now you guys have so many ways. If you're good at your trade and you're a perfectionist, yeah. people want that. Right. I'll tell you something. There's not a lot of good people out there and if they and here's the thing that i'm i'm finding also the good people who 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 are you know there's 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 the there's these little guys who have come with a swollen head that think because they did some insurance work they want they want to get paid more to do less Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically right and i'm just like guys you know you know you come in here you have these high demands you have these things you know 
I started you in this business. I trained you. You were working at your mother and dad's restaurant for a hundred dollars a day when I, oh, Albert, I made you a lot of money. And I'm like, brother, like I paid you, I fed you, I put you, I, I gave you a draw. I trained you. I spent time. I invested money on you just so you can come and tell me that you made me a lot of money. Right. I made my money before you got here. You want me to show you bank statements? Right. Right. And like, <laughs> it's just, that's, that's the level of ego. And this, the second thing is I come from a group of hardcore sales guys that used to lock us in a room and bring, fly in these public speakers mm -hmm. from Florida and just sit you in a room and just teach you how to hardcore close people. Mm -hmm. And th those days are dead. Those sales days are dead. Yeah. The, the high pressure sales days. Those are where, those are where I, I was trained for taking people and getting a free estimate to committing that night and turning them into a buyer liar type situation. Right. You guys never went through that type of training. Yeah. Oh, you guys can't sell retail and tell a homeowner out of his own pocket. Hey, this is the great roof. Here's $13,000. Here's all the bells and whistles. To right. start. You get the certificate from the factory because we're having it properly installed. You know, there's an explaining to a customer. There's so many ways to cut corners when it comes to roofing. Don't do it. This is the best yeah. possible way you can go. Right. Uh, and they just, you know, that's just, that's what I'm dealing with, man. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, say, say, we're experiencing the same in our business. And, and, and I think it's funny you said that I made you all this money people don't see all the expenses that go into a business, right? Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, like, they, like there's so many expenses from payroll to insurances, different liabilities, marketing, guy. advertising, all those things, right? You have you have vehicles for God's sakes. The vehicle and liabilities, I have over 27 vehicles. Um, insurance liability on those alone is crazy. Uh, marketing, I spend over $60,000 a month in wow. our, between home advisor, Angie's list, online and, and direct marketing canvas. Wow. Um, it's, and you, we got to hit a quota. Otherwise we, and this is all coming off of a COVID type year. Right. And here's, here's the other thing you have to realize, uh, Romeo, we, we're, we're, we're in a COVID where people don't want you in their homes. That's right. Where, that's where the front of our business is at people's homes out there. Now we're, we're talking at the doorstep. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we, it's, um, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a challenge. So we're going to have to tweak a couple of things and a couple of tweak things, how we have to tell the guys, look, we have to look, let's give them what they want. Let's show them what they let's, let's go out of the way. Let's bend our own rules a little bit mm -hmm. about how we set up things that we structure. We do not give this without this to a homeowner. Sure. At, uh, without basically committing or doing this or doing that. And we've had to, uh, you know, it's just, we're able to, when you build a co great company name, man, and a great reputation, uh, you don't really have to do much, man. And that's what a lot of things are, what, what you do in the forefront, and if you have the great reviews, great uh, gr great customer satisfaction, and, and then there's, there's, there's customers out there that nothing you can do. 100%. 100%, which is fine. You know, we have a couple of those dings here and there, mm -hmm. but you know what? The overall of our customers are, uh, we're, 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 we're 100% satisfying kind of company. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, putting the people in place to deal with that. Right. Uh, setting a precedent from day one, you know, I would never allow one of my customers to be upset with, with the process or anything that went wrong. It's awesome, you care. Always make them, always make them. Yeah. If you, if you take, you know, they trusted you to do a job and they want to do it. Right. And it got to a point. So sometimes there were customers you just really couldn't make happy. Right. And they would complain about this complaint. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of these kids these days. They don't remember the old school saying the customer's always right. And you have yeah. to, you have to make them right. Uh, right. 
And that's pretty much it. Um, so you're serious about business. I mean, what, what, it's not just business for you. What else makes Albert tick? I, I like living life, man. I like yeah. living life. So sometimes people look at that and they're like, Hey man, how does this guy function? He's going hundred miles out there. And it's really, there's rules to life, man. Like if you want to party hard, you, you got to work hard. Yeah. No matter how, no matter if you go out with the boys on uh, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you got to be up for work at 8 a.m. Yeah. The next uh, Monday. If you're not there, you, I got, I cut myself off or something like that. Uh, you know, and I, and I have to be honest with you with somebody like me with a lot of demons inside with a lot of, di- I'm the guy who's the easily temptations. All my guy, all my boys are club owners and bar yeah. owners and this and that. So it's like, I kind of like got to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to stick with my wife tonight. Right. And right. I, and sometimes I do fall in temptation. She does give me a lot of crap. Um, very strong woman, uh, yeah. guardian angel, always protecting me. But before her, I had a, I had a very ruthless mother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically raised by a single mom and nothing I ever did was good enough. Okay. I think that's really what started it. Uh, my mom clearly when my, as my dad took off, she hated men. Mm. <laughs> so, so, uh, so she, you know, she was just a real ball buster, man. And, um, Nothing I ever did as a, as a, as, as a, was ever good enough. Uh, so I always wanted me to be better, 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 but she pushed me. Uh, she, yeah. she really wrote, she really rode me hard uh, as a kid. So that's probably prepared me for the man I am today. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I always think that, you know, some of the things that you hated as a kid, they, they helped to form you who you are, if you can take the lessons from them. Right. Oh man, I got my, I, I had a the childhood was, was pretty rough. We had to mow 25 acre farms and wow. And, uh, and we always had a job, man. Always had a job. Uh, with, how old were you when you started working? Oh, with her, uh, we, I, it, I, I always wanted a job as a kid. Yeah. So like the, the, my grandmother and everybody always used to say that he always wanted a job, even when he was five years old, he always wanted a job, this and that. But, uh, and you know, it's funny. A lot of people never trusted me with a job because, uh, because they're like, you know, I, you know, they, I, they thought I was a troublemaker or school, which, which I never thought I was a troublemaker in school. I just thought like, I, I, uh, you know, I got picked on a lot. Um, but it just turned into like that. I would use my, 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 my joking, my class clown inside to get away from, from get away from, uh, from most, from dealing with my problems or dealing with sometimes that I didn't know, because I, like I said, I had dyslexia, I had ADHD sometimes. I couldn't do class assignments. So I would just, I would, my way of reach, my way of, of outreaching as a child would, would make a joke out of it, be mm-hmm. a class clown to do this and be sent to the principal's office because the fact is I was really embarrassed and I was humiliated as a kid. Cause I couldn't, I, I couldn't function like the other kids. Yeah. This classroom because I couldn't, I couldn't retain information that I read. I couldn't, um, I couldn't uh, deal with problems. I couldn't solve. I just couldn't concentrate. Really, what it came down to more than, more than, more than what I thought. Interesting. I had other ways of deflecting out of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I've 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 been lucky enough in my life to meet a lot of people like you, kind of like myself, with a little bit of a story childhood that kind of helped to form. Yeah. And I feel like people that have had it somewhat stressed, they go one of two ways, right? Either like you, like kill it. 
or the total opposite victim 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 right yeah. but like there doesn't really seem to be any i think i play both though <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm going well go i mean you 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 can, you can go back and forth between you know yeah. but no clearly you're not a victim of life in any way shape or form you've taken life by the horns and you have yeah. uh, made it your i mean i've made my mistake i've made my mistakes yeah. in life don't get me wrong sure um, he's made more mistakes but you know i'm the kind of guy that you know also even in business even in life i don't look at anything that, that that's gone bad as a negative Right. I look at it as a way, learn, live and learn, as yeah. you know, people would say, my, I think my dad said, live and learn. And, uh, you know, you, I've done like probably about a half a million to a million dollars in mistakes of marketing mistakes that I've done sure. in my company that I know what doesn't work. Right. What does work. Yeah. Also, you know, I, personal life, this, that, I, you know, I've made, I, the great thing about me is I've made more mistakes, but, you know, I can admit that I was wrong. You yeah. Know? And that's the biggest thing is that, you know, I'm not playing victim. I, you know, I've made my mistakes in life. I've done a lot of bad, but you know what? I have to say I've learned off of them. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up any of those bad times, any of those hard times. And there was a lot of bad times with people like me, especially when you get into as much trouble as I got into over, over the years. Yeah. Uh, but I've, 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 I've managed to, to, to grow from there, become who I am. And, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I just, you, you can't, you can't learn anything unless you fail. That's what I can tell you. You can't learn anything unless you fail. And that's what I can give advice to all these young youngsters out here. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. All right. So listen, um, it, it sounded like you have some need for some really good people. So why don't you tell the audience, anybody out there that's listening? Cause obviously people that are listening to a podcast like this. They're good people. Yep. What are you looking for? Um, you mean worker wise? Yeah. All you need is, all you need is drive, and uh, and you got to have basically you just need drive, and you got to have um, freaking you got you got you're gonna I, I just need the energy. Okay. Just, I'll teach you everything else. You just got to have drive and momentum, and you know I got to tell you my you know my sales guys make anywhere from eighty to one hundred fifty grand a year. It's great money. Yeah, and that's not that was more money than I ever I got offered to make. But you know you got to be you get you got to have. You got to have basically the persistence and you just got to have it. I'll teach you the rest. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. I'll take a chance. I'll take a chance on anybody. That's okay. the thing about me. And right. there's no such thing as, you know, starting over in life. There's new beginnings. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll take a chance on anybody, man. Um, All right. Nobody ever take a chance on me, but, uh, but I got, I got to warn you, you know, don't take my kindness for weakness. I, I'm going <laughs> to ride you like uh, I'll be on you all over your shit. Nice. If, uh, if you make a mistake. Uh, but here's the thing. Well, I'll put you in a position to succeed. You just got to want it. And that's it. You just got to have the willpower and you just got to have a great attitude. That's, that's yeah. all you got to do. Okay. And, and you don't have to be the best in everything. You just got to have persistence. And all right. That's why and, I and, and if people want to apply, where, where, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you guys? Uh, they could call me, they could call me on the phone, on the marketing phone. Okay. Uh, uh, to Eric, my marketing manager. What's that number? Uh, we'll have Marcus put it in the show notes. 301-800-8080. All right. Very good. Email, website, anywhere else? Um, uh, uh, www.hometechexterior.com. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me just make sure that this, uh, yeah, 800-8080 is the marketing phone. Sorry, I have numbers okay. coming up my ankle. <laughs> sure. Uh, Home Tech Exterior, but you can just call Eric at 301-800-8080. Okay. And, uh, you guys want to come on and grill. That's cool. But if not, it was hopefully you guys took a lesson out of this. You know, I'm, I'm not really, like I said, I, we, we do great business already. So we, I'm just hoping, you know, I joined this because I didn't know what to expect. But it was awesome. a, good, a good talk. 
Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly have enjoyed it. I'm sure the Maverick Nation is going to love this episode. I'm, I'm really glad we got a chance to reconnect. It's been too long. We'll have to get together and, uh, and grab a drink and catch up. All right, brother. I'm, I'm ready. Let's do All it. right, man. Hey, thanks so much, everybody. Maverick Nation, this has been Albert. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one.